life, sex, goals, and oh, hell knows, this is Midlife Craving. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> well, that's what it seems like anyway. Like, am I doing this shit to myself? Sure, maybe some is self-inflicted, but let me just tell you, the bullshit that I've been getting from others, I most definitely am a problem to them. More on that in a minute. I want to first take a moment to remind you of how fucking fantastic the new Peacat toy is from Tracy's dog and how much I am enjoying her. I, I honestly, I find myself using her just as much as Captain. She's like Rosie, but easier to hold. And I am addicted to her sixth setting. It's that edging setting. And I found I sound funny doing this, but I'm like, bum, 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 bum. It's that little break in between the pulses that edges me. And I get what I like to call a pyramid or a stepladder orgasm. It's that, it's the goddamn buildup of it. And don't forget those amazing aftershocks. You know what I'm talking about? After you orgasm. And, oh God, oh, it just makes me want to do it right now. <laughs> you can get one for yourself and experience this on tracysdog.com. That's T-R-A-C-Y-S-D-O-G.com. And use code CRAVERS20 for 20% off. Again, that's code CRAVERS20, C-R-A-V-E-R-S-2-0 at tracysdog.com. And you can experience her all for yourself. By the way, if you get her and you love her, or if you have any questions, reach out to me over on Instagram at midlifecraving. I love talking about sex toys. I love sharing how I use them. I'm out here. Look, I want you to have the satisfaction that I have. Okay. So reach out to me, ask me anything, or tell me how much you love her too. So let's get into it. First, when I say it's me causing myself problems, <laughs> I mean, like, I keep saying to myself, Adrian, slow down. Adrian, quit doing the most. But then I also find myself adding shit to the calendar, squeezing shit in, or finding some last minute way to get in some play. I'm always moving and shaking. And then I wonder to myself, like I actually think to myself, like, hmm, I wonder why I always get sick. I wonder why I'm always running myself into the ground. And it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. In the last few weeks, I've had a stomach bug, tonsillitis for the sixth time this year. Oh my God. Okay. And a yeast infection from the fucking antibiotics to help cure the tonsillitis. I swear to fucking God, if it ain't one hole, it's another. <laughs> also, who the fuck gets tonsillitis six times in a year? By the way, on Monday, I have an appointment with my ENT. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm starting to like, I'm nervous. I mean, I, I'm really thinking he's going to say, hey, we need to take your tonsils out. And holy shit, there goes my social life, okay? If I have to get that surgery at age 41, I'm going to be down for four to six weeks. It was funny because my doctor actually said to me, he said, Adrian, I want you to go ahead and find another ENT. And I looked at him and he was like, you're never going to want to see me again after I do this to you. <laughs> like, wow. Okay. Uh, great. You know, I think it's no solid food for 30 days, which that's going to be interesting. I think you lose your voice for a little while. So I might be taking a little hiatus from this show. I don't fucking know. Uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to the weight loss, but I hear it's 
really fucking painful. And I also hear that it's a good, you know, six to eight weeks where, I mean, my throat's going to be out of commission, you know? And, like, that's a big part of my sex game. And I don't know. And I know some of you are probably thinking, like, oh, my God, kids get them out all the time, even some teenagers. But when you're young, you heal a lot faster, and it's not that big of a deal. When you're older, it's it's a big fucking deal. A a, a tonsillectomy? What's it called? Tonsillectomy? Yeah, whatever. In adults, grown-ass adults, old adults like myself, um, this is going to be interesting. So I'll keep you guys posted on that. And let me just tell you, too, dealing with all of this shit is not conducive to the type of lifestyle that I like to lead, okay? (laughs) Pray for me. When I talk about me being the problem for others, let's discuss that. You know, I keep it real. I say, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Well, here goes. When people in the lifestyle ask me, you know, they'll say, you know, Adrian, what's it like to be out and how does that work for you? I say two things. Number one is I truly can't imagine being any other way because I simply cannot hold back or hide who I am anymore. Okay. Like I did that for many, many years. I feel like I suppressed my sexuality for my entire life. And now it's time for me to let my freak flag fly. However, it is extremely vulnerable. Liberating as fuck, but vulnerable and risky. (laughs) Indeed. The second thing I like to say is I like to tell my friends that it's far easier for me as a single to be out because although I may be seen as a slut, I'm not a cheater or committing adultery like so many seem to be so passionate about, which... (laughs) Honestly, that shit makes me laugh because if you guys, if anybody really knew the true adultery stats out there, oh my God, shit. Like the odds are not in your favor, my friend. And I don't mean to say that everyone's cheating. I'm to say the the percentage is really fucking high. <laughs> and I don't know why it's just, it's so fucking judged and shamed and whatever. But I always tell my lifestyle friends when they talk to me about it and stuff, I always say, don't come out. Keep it close because being out in the open for all to see, the springs it brings a lot of bullshit and a lot of drama too. I've talked with you before about the haters, the shamers, the insecure assholes who have nothing else better to do than follow my every move and try to bring me down. I've discussed how it impacts my real life and the lives of others that are close to me. Like my daughter who can't have a friend come over because she says, my mom doesn't like your mom. Someone who I've never met, by the way. Or my brother was in a fucking fantasy football league. And in the chat, there was comments about, you know, oh my God, your sister, man, you know, what a slut and the way she lives her life and shit like that just starts being said, which is just crazy. You know, a few things that have happened as of late is people starting to spread false rumors about me. I've actually, sucks, but I've actually stopped going out locally around here. In fact, I've really only been hanging out with lifestyle peeps lately where I feel safe, loved, and accepted because I'm just so sick of the bullshit. I'm not discounting any of my friends out there, but I'm just saying, like, it's really tough to go out around here because if I'm seen with anyone, anyone of the opposite sex, I'm automatically fucking them. I am guilty until proven innocent. And that fucking sucks. It sucks for me and it sucks for their person. (laughs) And it, it concerns me, you know, that people have nothing else better to do in life but bring me up and ponder who I'm fucking anyway. 
you know, seriously, go look in the mirror. And I wish I knew your home address because I would send you a get well soon card. (laughs) The biggest thing to it, it also concerns me is how these rumors, you know, they're affecting real lives and they could be damaging. Another crazy thing that happened. Oh my God, this is, you know what? Even to say this sounds absolutely ludicrous. (laughs) Luda. (laughs) Okay. So my fucking aunt called my father last week to express her concern over his 41-year-old daughter and how I'm living my life. You know, like, again, even saying this, this sounds so incredibly insane. Imagine being in your 60s, calling your brother and saying, hey, bro, you're grown-ass adult child. You know, she's really fucking up. Mind you, my dad doesn't even talk to her, hasn't seen her in decades, and I haven't seen her but once in like 20 years, and she feels like she knows so much about me that she's going to call my daddy to tattle. I mean, that's just, it's just insane. And I just want to say here too that my dad laughed his ass off about it. Like it was funny to him, but it wasn't fucking funny to me, right? And luckily my parents are cool. My family's cool. They all support and love me for who I am because they know the real me. Um, At Thanksgiving, my dad was like, so in the middle of dinner, he's just like laughing about it. He's like, so are you still into girls? Like, have have you done the girl thing? I'm like, oh my God, dad. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm eating pussy. I'm doing all the things, dad. Okay. You should be proud. (laughs) Oh, God, you know, I'm I'm lucky to have that kind of dialogue with my close family members. <laughs> uh, but I just want to say about my aunt, you know, if she did know me in real life, she would know that I'm a productive, successful, safe, sound, <laughs> and secure person. And my fucking priorities are absolutely straight. You know, as a grown-ass adult, I'm 41 years old. And that's the worst part, I think, is that those that don't know me, they don't know that my priorities are straight and my hustle is always hard. Mm, Hard. (laughs) And yes, I do live an unconventional life behind closed doors, but God damn, like get off my dick. And it pisses me off because I don't need to prove myself to anyone, but enough is enough here. You know, I think I've said it before on the show, like if you aren't paying my bills or laying in my bed, which newsflash, no one on this earth is, then you really have no say about how I live my life. And for the love of God, like I just, I don't understand why if you don't like me, you don't like what I talk about, you don't like the way I live my life. Like, why do you continue to follow me? Why are you watching my every move? And by the way, I see a lot of people on Instagram. I see you. Okay. (laughs) And you know, further to say shit or start shit or spread rumors. It's just, it's so beyond me. Again, get well soon, bitches. Okay. All right. I'm back. I just, I had to fucking get that out. I also think it's important to talk about, you know, what the reality is of being sex positive, living an unconventional life, out in the open. And there's so much good. My God, if I could talk about the good that my show has brought me, I wouldn't be where I am today if it weren't for my show. I mean, I've never been happier. I'm finally free. I am liberated. I am living my best goddamn authentic life. And there's just so much good. But, you know, let's talk about the good. We're going to talk about the good. But there's definitely some cons to everything, too. So just wanted to touch base on that. Also, I must give a shout out to my dom who knocked the fucking stress out of me this week. (laughs) I tell you what, 
Never underestimate the power of a good fuck. It is the ultimate equalizer for me. Having a bad day? Fuck it out. Feeling anxious? Fuck it out. Pissed off? Fuck it out of me. (laughs) I think just about everything I stress about in life can be completely solved with a hard, mm, a good hard fuck. Speaking of good hard fucking, let's talk about the amazing experiences I've had lately. I am proud to say that I have totally been fitting into my new role as a unicorn in the lifestyle. I'm a real life unicorn in the wild. Some of you may be thinking, what's a unicorn? (laughs) And simply put, it's a single female in the lifestyle. And that could even mean a married female playing solo that plays with another couple. There's many facets to it. And I didn't really want to slap a definition on this, but a unicorn can, for lack of a better word, even belong to another couple. And it could be a true thruple situation or a polyamorous relationship. Many iterations here can be made, but in short, that's a classic definition. You've heard about my true FMF that I enjoyed a few weeks ago. And since then, I've really opened myself up to some FMF play and being a third to a couple. I know you're dying to hear about the hotel takeover, so let's talk about that, and then I'll share some steamy hot scenes that I've experienced as a unicorn lately. So it was my very first hotel takeover. I have heard so much about them, and I was so fucking excited to finally attend one. I mean, let's think about this. An entire hotel booked out, full of lifestyle peeps, and many of my friends were going. Sounds like a blast, right? (laughs) The theme of this party was a Christmas theme, and I decided to go dress up as a full-blown unicorn. (laughs) If you follow me over on Instagram, you saw the getup. The lead up to it, it's so much fun, okay? Like any event, it is. Like you're group chatting with your friends, you're ordering your outfits, which by the way, I love the dressing up part. The anticipation builds for sure for these types of events, and I don't know, there was just a palpable excitement for it all. I learned a few lessons for this event myself, though, and this is just for hotel takeovers. I really need to pre-plan better. I need to use my words and talk with other couples about plate plans and set up some connections. Unlike the parties I've been to before, you know, we didn't have a meet and greet for this event. We didn't have a decorating party where I could really solidify connections and have an idea of, you know, what play I was interested in at the event. That was something I did not do well this time. (laughs) Another thing, these planned events, they take a lot of work. It's a lot of fun, but it's a lot of work and planning too. So my outfit, makeup, which, oh my God, this was so fun. Being a unicorn, I was like, I'm going to really go out on a limb here. And I did this beautiful ombre rainbow eyeshadow. It was so much fun. But, you know, it's the outfit, the makeup, and I got to be sure I'm not expecting a period. And with my IUD, I never know. So I'm like, all right, am I going to be good? You know, this is the shit you got to worry about. And then also to be healthy and well for the occasion, which remember, like, that's been a fucking issue for me lately. (laughs) You got to take your fucking vitamins, drink your water, stretch, like do all the things. Uh, But I think a key to a great hotel takeover is a good night's rest before because these types of parties, they don't really get started until 9 to 10 p.m. (laughs) Okay, I feel really fucking old saying that that's late for me, but it is, okay? I'm more of a day drinker, a uh, in bed by 10 kind of (laughs) gal. Like 10 p.m., I'm going to turn into a fucking pumpkin, okay? Uh, So 
as luck would have it, my daughter woke me up at 3 a.m. the night before not feeling well, and it was a long night. I couldn't really get back to sleep, and so, yeah, I was fucked for this. I want to note really quick, the lifestyle is amazing. The parties, the events, the play, like, it truly reminds me of college and being 21 again when we're talking about fun. But, you know, we're parents now. We have families and big adult responsibilities. And I swear it's like this fine balance of getting all your shit straight so you can take a step out of reality for a little while. I just want to take a quick moment and mention that because I feel like it's important to share, you know, how much thought and how much effort and everything that has to go into really making one of these events a big success for you. You got to pack your outfits, your second outfits. What are you going to wear home? You know, drinks, snacks. This time I brought pizza, you know, all the things. I think I arrived to the hotel with four bags and a backpack cooler. And I'm just one person, okay? (laughs) Just one gal. (laughs) I arrived at the hotel. I think it was around like three o'clock. And I actually rallied. Like I was feeling good. I was feeling better. And I met up with my favorite couple, my thruple non-thruple, Because listen, we are super close, but we aren't FMFing. And it was just so fun seeing them, getting ready with them. I love, love, love starting events with them. And I love doing her makeup because it is true quality time where we catch up and share. And I don't know, her friendship just really means a lot to me. And I truly value my time with her. We drank some crushes, laughed a lot. And oh my God. (laughs) I know you're listening right now and you're going to be like, I cannot believe she fucking shared that. Okay. So the bathroom light was flickering. Like it just would not stop flickering. And we were like, okay, like, and it would turn off too. So we were thinking, can we swing this? Like, we'll just pee in the dark, like whatever. But we called down and a maintenance guy came, right? And he opens the door and we were not even fucking thinking. And we're like, hey, like I'm doing her makeup. And he's like, hey, come on in. Yeah. The bathroom, you know, light, whatever. And we're sitting there and we realize that a huge, oh my God, a big fucking strap on dildo was hanging on the side of the dresser. Like it is hot fucking pink. Okay. Like it was in this dude's face. We were just like, you know what? I mean, they knew what was going on, but it was kind of funny. We, he like quickly hurried up and took it down. He's like, oh my God, oh my God. It was so funny. I'm like thinking he's probably just like, look, I've seen it all. It's all good. (laughs) But that was really funny. We were getting ready and time starts flying. Like I, I, you know, I think I even said to her, I was like, let's take a moment and just enjoy this. Like, let's just enjoy this moment together because those times, those parties, those events, they go by so fucking fast. Next thing I knew it was game time and we were headed to meet some friends Seeing everyone was so much fun, and time really started flying for me then. I made out with one of my favorite gals and caught up with so many friends, and then it was like a blur, and I was at the hotel bar. I bumped into the couple that I had an FMF with before, and we ended up heading to their room. Again, I didn't do a good job, okay? I didn't plan. I didn't know what. I didn't have a any sort of idea of who I'd be playing with, where I'd be going, what I would be doing, so, Okay. <laughs> I was, I'm very, I'm extremely comfortable with her and I had a lot of fun with them. A major highlight was I got fucked on a fuck bench. (laughs) That's what I, that's what I like to call it. I actually asked him for the technical term for it and he said it's called a versa horse. So basically 
It does look like a sawhorse, but it has a place for your arms to rest, a place for your knees to rest comfortably, and then you lay across it. And it's great for getting bent over and fucked. Um, It was super comfortable. And yeah, getting fucked in it was awesome. I also got to watch him fuck his wife on it, which was super hot. And we played for quite some time and headed back downstairs. And at this point, my body was like, you're done. Like, you're fucking done. And... I got incredibly tired and the party was just getting started, which was, it was so disappointing to me because I was just so fucking exhausted. Like my face was hot. I'm like, I need to go to bed. And I just thought to myself, like, I'm not going to be able to make it. And you know what? Life, it just, it fucking happens sometimes. I feel like I didn't get a fair shot at just how awesome a hotel takeover could be. I definitely failed to prepare with making connections beforehand. And I was not 100% and I was just dead tired. So I feel like I need to give another try sometime. Uh, Maybe next year we'll see. I don't know. I just, I don't know. A lot of people were like, how's the hotel takeover? How's the hotel takeover? And frankly, I was just so fucking tired. It was hard for me to really even enjoy it, you know? So such is life. All right. So let's talk about some other hot experiences I've been having as a unicorn. So, okay. I'm just going to jump right into things here and there because, you know, I'm not trying to share graphic details. I feel the more I get into this, the more I'm realizing I don't want to share everything. Some things are just meant to be between us. Some things are meant to be personal. And I don't want to be sharing every little detail, but I have some highlights for you. So my friends and I were talking about deep throating and noises during blowjobs. You know me. I'm like the gluck gluck, the suck suck, the ah. That's like my fucking new theme now. Uh, But that's just the way that I give a blowjob, you know. And she told me, she says, you know, I can deep throat without making noise. And I was so intrigued and excited to see this for myself. So I was like, let me find out. So her and I, I mean, what a lucky guy, right? Her and I took turns, like, and she was showing me how she does it, which, by the way, holy fuck, like, I literally saw her. I was just like, wow, like, her lips are on the base of his cock. And I'm like, damn, girl. And just not even a sound, okay? So, like, she would do it, and then I would do it, and then she would, I mean, I I remember like looking up at him and I was just like, wow, like <laughs> this is fucking hot. Like then I had this idea and I was like, hey, have you ever had an upside down blowjob, especially with another woman who can throat cock the way that I do? And he was like, no. And I was like, huh, say less. So I told her, I was like, let's, you know, drop our heads off the edge of the bed. And he took turns fucking our throats. Um, it was probably one of the hottest things I've ever done ever. Ever. Uh, I just I distinctly remember because for me, I'm a big sounds person, a big sight person. 10 out of 10. Okay? <laughs> like that was an experience I will definitely never forget. Super fucking hot. Definitely want to do it again. Uh, another thing that I did with them is DVP, double vaginal penetration. Okay. So she had a strap on. I have never done that before. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. And I was super comfortable. I was like, let's do it. So let me think. So she fucked me from behind with it at first. And I was sucking his dick. So that happened, which was kind of like a little like FM. I mean, uh, it was just kind of like a little MFM for me. So that was fun. And I actually really enjoyed it. Like I thought it was awesome. Um, Definitely something I will absolutely do again. 
And then the second time she was, I was riding her and he was fucking me from behind. And the DVP occurred when she was under me. I was like sitting on the dildo and he was from behind fucking me. And let me just, (laughs) let me just tell you right now, that was intense. It was, I felt so fucking full and it was really fucking hot. Okay. Like I definitely want to do that again. I want to experience it with two cocks. Like that would be because it was a dildo and a, and a penis. So like I would really, really like to try that with two cocks. <laughs> my friend, again, I knew you were going to be like, oh, my God. But I, she told me the first time she ever did it, she said <laughs> out loud, that's a lot of cock. <laughs> I want to experience that shit. Um, I mean, I experienced it with the dildo and it was fantastic. Uh, I really liked it. It was a very unique sensation. And um, I don't know, it's kind of like you're all in sync. You're all, I don't know. It was, and I was taking all of the penetration. Um, Yeah. Looking forward to doing that again. DVP, DVP for the win. So I have just been over here checking off some of them boxes in my fantasy list. (laughs) Let me tell you. Okay. (sighs) Life as a unicorn, it is pretty sweet, but I also want to say, and I feel it's important to mention that I'm learning a lot along this magical journey as well. I will tell you that I'm learning to always use my words about every little thing, okay, even in the middle of play. I'm learning that in these rooms, we are all so different and unique. I think that's part of what makes the lifestyle so fun, but I've never paid attention to what I do or how I do it because, frankly, I've never had another woman to compare it to. I need to be very mindful of myself. For instance, I'll give you some examples. So I love facials. And, you know, deep throating and being more rough. And I love a lot of eye contact. And to me, that stuff is just normal. But there's a lot of women out there that don't do it that way. And it may even make them a little uncomfortable. And I need to be careful with another woman in the room that she's okay with her husband doing that or, you know, her seeing that, you know, for instance, with shit talking and stuff. Like, I'm a big fan of being like, when I know he's getting ready to finish, she'd be like, I want you to come on my face. Or, you know, even when I was giving the upside down blowjob, I said, you know, you can put your hand on my throat and you can feel your cock going in in and out. And I didn't think to myself, like, is she okay with that? Like, I have to really be mindful of all of my actions and everything that I'm doing because I just, I always respect the woman so much. Like, not that I don't care about the man, not that I don't care. Of course I care. But Ultimately, the respect and the, you know, connection I have with her, that's key. And I don't ever want to offend her or make her feel some sort of way with anything that I'm doing. And so got to be more mindful of that. And then also I need to discuss all details (laughs) before we get naked. I know that sounds like a given, but things happen fast and it's just much, it's just so much easier to discuss things and lay all the shit out when you have clothes on. So if you're thinking about group play or being a third, these are some things that you can learn from me, okay? And not that I'm making mistakes. It's just things that I'm noticing and being mindful of along the way. I'm also learning that, you know, being a third is amazing and such a fun experience, but I'm not really bisexual. I'm bisituational, sure, but sometimes the play, it, it can feel a little uneven, either for his wife or for me. And I just want to be sure there's always communication and respect to their partner when that occurs. I never, I don't want somebody to feel left out. You know what I'm saying? I guess I'm I'm also finding that, you know, group play and threesomes, they can sometimes leave me feeling disconnected. 
I do not mean this in a bad way. I just, I want to share, I want to share my journey. I want to share and keep it real. And these are just things that I'm going through. I guess it's just more that I am truly craving that one-on-one connection, chemistry, and attention. I'm learning that I need to fit in some primary one-on-one play because I don't know, it's just a lot of group play, a lot of threesomes in a row. It leaves me feeling a little bit detached and I start to get in my head about not having a primary partner and just how I miss that connection with someone, right? These are just a few things that I'm learning along the way. And I think everyone in the lifestyle, and I mean, especially for couples too, because like that's an entirely different dynamic and there's two of them. You know, we stumble a little bit and learn along the way what works better, what we need to be mindful of in the future, et cetera. You know, it's there's definitely a lot to learn. It's a lot of, it's a lot to experience and it's a whole lot of fun, but it's a lot to learn and, you know, move forward in a better way as well. Speaking of one-on-one play, I had an incredible play date with my dom recently, and I just want to share two things about that. Number one, (laughs) this man should be studied, okay? He is a master of his craft. His passion, enthusiasm, his trustworthiness, and overall skills in the bedroom, like, god damn, 10 out of 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. He is... (laughs) I sound ridiculous. He is just next level, okay? His shit is on the next level. That's all I'm going to say. Number two, I am really enjoying being tied up, being restrained. It is so fucking hot, and I love it. You know, there was two things that happened. Well, first of all, we did dabble in the CNC realm, consensual, non-consensual. I've learned I need to work on my role play. I have a hard time breaking character. (laughs) I need to get better at that. You know, I got to do more, practice more, you know, practice makes perfect and get better at my role play. But definitely like pushing him away and him knowing that we were doing that. uh, The only thing that would stop is using the, you know, safe word red. And I liked it. I liked it a lot. I liked feeling pinned down. I liked having my hands pulled above my head. I liked having my pants yanked off of me. Um, There was some really fucking hot shit when it came to that. And then the being tied up thing. Okay. I've talked about this before where you get tied up to, you know, all the corners of your bed or whatever. Well, this time he only tied my hands up to the top two corners of the bed. So I'm laying on the bed. I can't move my arms, but I can move my legs. And he stands up on my fucking bed, which he's huge. He's like almost hitting the ceiling. And he's just looking down at me and he has a whip in his hand. And I'm, you know, fidgeting a little bit and pulling at the ties and stuff. And, you know, it's making noise. My hands, the cuffs on my hands are making noise. And I'm like whimpering a little bit. And I'm like, "Uh, I want to use my hands now. And he's like, no. (laughs) Of course, I don't mean I want to. I'm just saying that. And he takes the whip and he like outlines my arms, outlines over my tits, taps my nipple a little bit, outlines my legs, taps on my clit a couple times with it. There was, I think I said out loud, okay? I said, is this real life right now? Is this what's happening right now? That, it is so incredible. Like it's so incredible to experience is extremely fucking hot It is incredibly, I mean, this being so turned on like that. Oh my God. It's yeah. So I'm loving bondage, loving being tied up. Um, He took my pants off, 
thrust inside of me. Like, I can't move my hands. The shit is fucking hot, okay? (laughs) Also, just having many orgasms, I also learned that I really need to use more lube when I'm um, rubbing my own clit because I get a little I get a little overexcited and my clit was so sore the next day. So pro tip, make sure you're using your lube. <laughs> I went against my own protocol here. Got to use more lube when I am uh, rubbing one out. <laughs> and also, here's another tip that something that he does that I want to share if you're someone that's into spanking. So what he'll do is I'll be laying down and he'll just like be like lightly touching and massaging my ass and then he'll tap it just a little bit and then he'll you know rub my butt a little bit more and then he'll lift his hand up and I can't see and so I'm waiting and I'm waiting and it's that fucking anticipation where I'm like is he gonna spank me is it gonna come and then all of a sudden you know whack like on my ass and I'm like oh my god like And it's that anticipation and the unknown of when it's going to happen. So try that. If you are a spanker out there or somebody that's into being spanked, tell your fucking partner. Um, Like, don't just spank one after another. Like, give, you know, give the anxiety. Make them wonder, is he going to spank me now? Like, when is that going to happen? And it's very intense. And I'm, I'm all about that kind of play. So. Oh man, I'm getting so turned on right now. Woo! All right. <laughs> PCAT, Captain, <laughs> fucking flow. I'm coming for you after this. <sighs> All right. So let's talk about what is this is one hell of a way to end the show and then jump right to what's coming next. But let's talk about it. What's coming up on the show? I'm going to be taking a break over the holiday. So episode 48 is going to be dropping Tuesday, January 10th. I have so many fun guests and episode themes coming up. My friend Ray is coming on the show. You guys are going to love him, by the way. And I'm going to make him sing a little song. He's a singer and he's in the restaurant industry. We're going to talk about sex and all that crazy stuff that happens. I have a ton of stories from being a bartender and server for many years. Zach's going to be back. And I want to do full episodes on my favorite sex toys. Oh, and a blowjob manual. Like, I've already been taking notes, okay? Like, I've been taking lots of notes on my phone. By the way, Katina, you know the deal. If anything ever happens to me, destroy. Okay, anyway, sorry. (laughs) My God, could you imagine? Um, But a blowjob, like a how-to, like all my tips, all my tricks, even including, like, different positions to suck dick in, it's going to be all wrapped up in one bow of an episode, a blowjob how-to manual. It's going to be hot. It's going to be good. I also want to share and talk about the slut protocols because a lot of you ask me, you know, Adrian, how do you not catch feels and how do you do it? And I think the slut protocols are a big way that I maintain that. I have my girl Shireen coming on to discuss being positive and unbothered. Like that is the most unbothered bitch I ever met my whole entire life. And I really need her advice. Okay. (laughs) I need it. So lots of fun and a lot to look forward to. Don't forget to give yourself to the gift of orgasms and get yourself a PCAT from Tracy'sDog.com and use that code CRAVERS20 to get 20% off. Tis the season, Cravers. You know, I hope you have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, too. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. <laughs> oh, my God. I got this shirt, and it says, I'm so nice, Santa came twice. <laughs> I cannot fucking wait to wear it. I will definitely post it over on Instagram. I think, you know, I feel like I am definitely a naughty, but nice and very good girl. 
Cheers, Cravers. Cheers.